This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. And now that soccer is returning, we have things to talk about here on the Mini Van Dad Soccer Pod. So here we go again. I'd like to say, and tonight I'm joined by one half of my usual cast of characters. I have Hack Guy Pat joining me this evening. How are you doing, Pat? I'm great, TJ. So Chris is investigating something again. You got a conspiracy he's out taking on? Uh, something's going on, that's for sure. Certainly is. And. Let's start. We got some news of the day we want to talk about. Um, we can start with, I guess we'll start with the story you broke this afternoon. Um, so as those in the soccer community know, Alexander Katai was released by mutual cons- or a mutual termination of contract with the LA Galaxy after his wife on Instagram decided to post some, we'll just say some, I guess to put it bluntly, some really racist stuff. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And the question always was, why do you cut a player or terminate a contract of a player or buy out a player, however they decided to work it, for stuff that his wife does? That, I think, yeah, you know, there's a legitimate question to be asked about that. That is a legitimate question. But we got our answer. And you and I were talking last night, we all, we, back and forth, we're like, there's gotta be more there you just don't do that and it was it was kind of the whole this thing with the fire I mean, it was this is a guy who was a designated player who showed flashes of brilliance but yet they let him walk when they didn't even really have a team it, it was kind of like huh and then he sat there for a while before even the galaxy got him we found out yeah, our answer this a, afternoon he's a really fantastic technical player he could do things that no one else on that team last year could do. Correct. But then you you kind of look back, and, and one of the things, um, I guess you will we'll give away the surprise, but uh, the soccer Cooligans had uh, CJ Sapong on their show, and somebody uh, cut me a clip of CJ talking on the show and sent it to me early um, before they had him on, uh, before the show aired. Uh, on Fubo and um, in it CJ said they asked him you know what do you think of your old teammate getting cut by the galaxy for stuff his wife said and CJ kind of like takes a drink of his tea and he's like whoo all right here we go Um, he said that you know he obviously CJ got to the fire in a late in the preseason last year because of a trade with Philadelphia and then he said First two months, he's in their their teammates. Katai wouldn't even look him in the eye. And CJ, you know, CJ, I don't know him that well, but I know him a little bit. He's a very cool, zen, friendly guy. Like, like he, I call him infectiously positive at one point because he's just, that's the way he is. I can't, I can't understand anybody not liking him or wanting to talk to him. So, uh, and then CJ said... Um, it got to the point where Katai wouldn't pass to him. 
and like he said he describes Katai and I can remember this specifically happening um, and I just thought it was because Katai was selfish but Katai would take a upper 90 shot from a 30 degree angle and have it saved rather than slide a ball over to a streaking CJ Sapong making a far post run that would almost certainly result in a goal um, and CJ thinks it's because he didn't want to pass to the black guy and yeah Knowing all of the things we know now, um, including the fact that, you know, some fire fans noted that, that, and I don't know this to be true, but I believe them, that Katai wouldn't wear rainbow numbers on Pride Night on their warm-up jerseys. Um, it kind of all fits. And you, you kind of see why, you know, remember midway through Last season, it was even up in the air, like around June, the end of June, I think Katai's contract or loan deal or whatever it was that we had him on in the first place. I can't remember the details, but that was, that was, that would have been the previous year. Okay. That was 2018. Yeah. But they, Mm -hmm. they, they didn't, um, there was a big question as to whether we were going to keep him. And everybody was like, well, why wouldn't you want to keep this guy? He's awesome. Well, maybe we know now and maybe you know maybe we didn't maybe we didn't maybe that was nothing to do with it but it's certainly if you look at the big pick the total picture it certainly seems like maybe alexander katai isn't the best dude and i as i understand it i haven't seen the clip yet but apparently tom cotton was railing about how could you know the galaxy have cut alexander katai based on things that his wife said on the senate floor today so that's how you know mls has made it um, but, uh, I think we know why, and I, I think it probably, and this is speculating, but I think it, it probably came down to two things for the galaxy. One, none of his teammates appeared to stand up for the guy. And two, maybe Katai's reaction when questioned about it wasn't the best. You know, I, you you can because I, I feel like cutting somebody based on something their wife says on the surface isn't a good thing, but when you see the total picture, it definitely seems like the smart move that they made. And 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 I think you hit the nail on the head when he obviously we don't know what the meeting happened with the LA Galaxy, but I, the fact that his contract was terminated by mutual consent, um, I'm guessing his level of contrite his level of distancing from his wife's post probably did not meet the standard that they were looking for and that's probably a standard of human decency in some capacity so um and i think back and i and i saw this in somewhere in the cf 97 world of twitter which you know again like you said i can't say i paid attention to it can't say i really even necessarily cared about it but they said katai's statements when done with the media seemed always seemed very polished very much done as if a pr person did it for him or was right there with him at the time now some of that could be you know not playing you know not being an american level of english in theory but again now when seeing a complete picture and seeing that this was before anything with CJ, this was done after his contract was terminated with the Galaxy. Again, he may not have been the best dude, and that's why they had to keep such a watchful eye on the things he said. Again, that's pure speculation on my part, but 
as you put the puzzle together, it kind of seems like that would fit. You could make the case, knowing what we know now, that he's the reason we didn't make the playoffs last year, that the fire didn't make the playoffs last year. If, if you have a cancer in your team that people don't like and you have a, you know, a manager who keeps going to him because he's talented or because he's serving or for whatever reason, um, it, it screws the vibe up and, you know, they're only a few points out of the playoffs. So, well, and you've, and you've pointed out more than once on more than one occasion when we, did retrospect on on the fire from 2019. This team was that team was talented. That team had a lot of chances that it missed. Yeah, and, like a horrible finishing, just absolutely dismal. And if you and, have, you know, they had defending issues too. So it's you can't. You totally can't. You can't. No, that, oh, no, no, no. It. it, it we, and we've talked. You and I have talked about this on air, off air, whatever the case may be. That. It felt like they would miss these easy, these golden opportunities on one end and then give a goal up on the other end that they should have stopped. There should have been some sort of defense other than a cone. But again, if you're talking about a cancer on the team and you're causing, maybe they had some of these easier ones they should have made that they didn't do even that much. And like I said, he kind of added all up. I don't see him getting another chance in MLS. I think his I think his time there is now officially gone. Oh, I think that's pretty toxic. Yeah, I think <laughs> because again, <laughs> between what happened with LA, the fact that I don't think he was like you said, I don't think he's very well liked in Chicago, and I have yet to hear anybody ever say a bad as you said earlier ever say a bad word about CJ Sapong. Yeah, I tend to think his time in MLS is done, and rightfully so. Yeah, it's again like on the surface. You like, I would feel pretty uncomfortable with somebody getting fired based on something. I mean, we've seen crazy wives say things uh, before. Wayne Rooney. Yeah, or or uh, yeah, yeah. The it was Rebecca Vardy's account, or the Rebecca Vardy herself, or the Accardi's wife, or um, you know, there's been a, a huge number of of crazy things i don't remember any racist things honestly but there probably no, have been I'm sure but been, yeah. but on the surface i feel kind of uncomfortable because like you don't know people always think they know but like who knows if katai and his wife have zero relationship if they're on the if they're about to divorce who knows like i don't know but the big picture here when you see all of the facts and and considering that la definitely would have talked to him about this you get it and and i i'm telling you I 100% trust CJ. And even CJ's quotes, you could go, oh, he didn't pass to me, and I don't think he was looking me in the eye. You could dismiss those two. I'm telling you, CJ knows. CJ knows. He's not wrong. And he was thought, I guarantee you, he thought about whether to say it or not. So, And and that's where I was going to go with this. And thank you for stealing my thunder there, Pat. I do appreciate that. Was the one thing you kept mentioning is CJ is very, very thoughtful and very, very introspective. He's not, uh, yeah, he's not going to miss on that. So, so when it's all said and done, um, that was, that was, Hey, it was kind of, kind of interesting that you got, that you got to break the news. You did a great job with it. And anybody who's listening, put it out, (laughs) but you, you, all I know know is I'm in the backyard in the, watching my kids, right. You know, right. Play with their toys in the front yard. 
or running back to the swing set in the backyard and you're like, dude, check this out. <laughs> I'm like, what? Was, and by that time, by the time you was, got back to me, it was posted. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I I was sitting there. I thought I was done with Hot Time for the day. I'd done two other stories and I'm um, just kind of chilling out with the kids, thinking about maybe making some dinner or something. I get an email. I look at it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> got to do some work. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those that I, I knew would be obviously a massive story, and it, it has been. So, that, um, and it, so no, I'm well done on your part. And for anybody who'd listen, and, I, and I, I've said this before, but I'll say it again, is during the time of MLS being shut down and MLS not playing, seriously, go back and read some of the stuff Pat's put up with Hot Time in Old Town. He, he, he's got something up almost every day on the fire, every, at least every, at most every two days. He's got some great interviews. He's got some great insight. For a time when there was nothing going on, he found things to continue to talk about. So, I, Pat, I, I definitely take my hat off to you for that one. And I know you've got a, you've probably got your Portland Timbers hat on because that seems to be what you wear. But it's, um, d- I'm not actually a Timbers fan, by the way. I just like that hat. I got it there when I was out there. Is, um, was it was it a good hat or was it just a comfortable hat? It's just it's it, it's everything I need in a hat. All right, and I like the Timbers. I, I'm I'm supportive of them, but I'm always mm-hmm. a fire fan. But, but yeah, I, I I like that Timbers hat. It's a good hat. So, I like anyway. It, TJ. So yeah, but so definitely go back and read some of that stuff because we still do have some time. We've got until July before MLS kicks back in. But not only are they yeah. officially back today, they decided to do their draw for the MLS is back tournament. Now yes, the, ML- the MLS is back tournament. The MLS is back tournament at Wide World of Sports Complex, uh, which they're going to be sharing with the NBA. And Lord knows, I mean, it's pretty much Central Florida, so they have enough space. I don't see them having any social distancing. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. The the two leagues did talk to one another, by the way, about the fact that they're going to be they're not going to be sharing. No, they're in separate. But they'll be in separate villages within. But it's probably just going through best practices and how to best do this. And what they've learned. But so, like I said, they're back. They have the draw today. And Pat, six groups, four groups of four, or five groups of four, one group of six. Of course, the fire in the group of six, along with Orlando City, Inter Inter Miami, NYCFC, the Philadelphia Union, and Nashville. Yeah. They get, they drew, and I'll let you take it from there because they will not play. Philly or Orlando. They will play Inter Miami, Nashville SC in El Daxico, and uh, uh, what's the other team they're gonna play? It was Nashville. Uh, NYCFC. NYCFC. Uh, yeah, I got I got so sidetracked by El Daxico that I couldn't even think. I, I was proud of you. Co- I mean, I I heard that earlier, and I, 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 that, I don't was, mind it. Uh, I don't mind. That was Tyler Terrence. I did not come up with that. So props no. to Tyler for that. I, I don't, um, and I don't mind it. I think it's pretty funny. I think it's great. Yep. Except I, but I don't. I also don't see a whole lot of bad blood between between uh, Dax and the fire. I mean, he he said he wanted to go somewhere. He wanted no, to go Dax, there. I think Dax is pretty well loved. So, um, yeah, El Daxico. Which, uh, which, they, which I will say, for a ginger, it's kind of you know, for having no soul, he's well loved. That's kind of fair. seems kind of counterintuitive, but we'll yeah, move on from there. Totally fair. Um, yeah. So the fire played. Uh, Nashville in the preseason in their second game 
Um, it was a 3-1 victory, as I remember, but I could be wrong. Um, they also played Philly in the preseason. They lost to Philly. They do not play Philly. Philly's one of the teams, the two teams that they don't play in the six-team group. So the good thing here is you got NYCFC, which will be tough, but then you have the two expansion teams. So there's a very real chance for at least six points. Uh, the bad thing is they got the six-team group. So it means that so the top two teams in each group advance and then the top four third place finishers. And so it means that they have a more difficult group to get out of in that sense. And they have a more difficult group to get out of um, because you can, there's two teams that can do things that you can't control. So if, you know, if Philly goes on a run and wins all their gets nine points, you can match them, but you can't beat them because um, you you don't have a chance to play them. So that's a little bit frustrating, but I still think they should be considered one of the teams that will get out of the group. Sure. And realistically, the only way that draw could have gone any better is if they had played Orlando instead of NYCFC, in my opinion. I think. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And then or if they got those three teams in a four team group, it would be even better. But um because it's MLS, it has to be a little bit weird. Because it's MLS, we learned that they put Inter Miami in the group today. They just came out with an email and said, "Oh, we did this." Like, oh, okay. It makes sense what they did because they got you know the the two Florida teams are going to play for the first time ever in the opening game of the tournament, which is being played in Florida. Sure. Which is cool, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it does seem. I was and I was going to say, do you do you sense in, in going through and we can go through each of these groups because that won't take long. But you in in our pre-show, you sense some shenanigans within MLS. You <sighs> think this was truly a draw, or was this with an eye? Or was the was this a draw as much as the fire's black jersey being truly voted upon by the fans? Okay, I'll say this. So, or is it Patrick Ewing frozen envelope level of weird in? <laughs> In defense of MLS, um, they do have the the teams are in their own conferences as they should be because the, these sure. games are going to count toward the regular season standings. These three, the first three games, and so Eastern Conference teams are in Eastern Conference groups, and Western okay. Conference teams are in Western Conference groups, and so that means that it greatly increases the likelihood that there will be some rivalries in the groups. However. Um, we know they put the two Florida teams together in Group A. Other pairings included the Crew and FC Cincy. Uh, the I'll, I'll, go through, I'll go through them. El Trafico. Um, in Group B, you have the Sounders and Vancouver. Sounders and Whitecaps, not the Sounders and Timbers, but Sounders and Whitecaps are grouped together. Um, so, Toronto yeah. and Montreal. In Toronto and Montreal. Which Real, was, Real, Salt Lake, and Colorado. Yeah. I mean... You're, 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 I agree. The only thing that you might have had left would have been, um, really would have been like Dallas and Houston. Yeah. Or if you truly wanted, I mean, to me, the biggest one is still Seattle and Portland. And that one sure. isn't. El Traffic goes right there, though. Um, and I will continue to call it that because I think that's a great name. And, uh, even though people don't like it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, are we really complaining? The groups are kind of awesome. It's I, I, I'm not I, I you know, so, what, if they come out, if they come out, 
So I was going to point this out. Did they actually fix it? Here's what they would have had to do. So Charlie Davies was taking these pills off that the the general managers of the different clubs were calling out. Um, the seeded teams got to pick numbers for their groups, and then they corresponded. They would have had to have given the GMs a list of the teams that they uh, the the numbers they were supposed to call. So it wouldn't be that hard to do it. But why, if they're going to go through that trouble and pretend, why wouldn't they just say, "Here you go," and reveal them? Like the, to do the the draw to give some illusion of fairness. I think it probably was just a, a real draw, because otherwise, why why go through the trouble? But and um, and real and oh, of course. Then again, the counter is if you're going to have that and you're going to rig it in that sense, wouldn't you have the Hudson River, Hudson River, you know, NYCFC and, and and Red Bulls yeah. and and then of course Seattle and Portland. Although the counter on that. But then again, the LA, LAFC and the LA Galaxy is the same problem. Is why would you waste a game at an empty wide world of sports complex when, if you're holding out hope, you're going to have fans later in the year? That you, why would you waste that game in in the in the in Florida when you want that game in one of those two stadiums that'll be full? Right. True. So anyway, but this is not the end. Correct. Uh, MLS is plans on to continue. Yes, because MLS did something not to to crap on NWSL, but they did one very bad thing in their announcement. They didn't clarify right off the bat whether there would be games post Utah or not, and it raised the question. And Andrew Doss of the New York Times had said that no, this is the this is the entire season, and then he had to back down. Because NWSL said, no, well, maybe we might do something. They should have answered. NWSL didn't answer that question in their press release that they sprung on everybody that morning. Mm -hmm. And it got everybody going, well, what is this it? Or is this not it? Or whatever. So they should have definitely clarified that. But um, MLS came out and said, yes, definitively, we are going to play after this. And it's going to be, you're going to remain in your own conference. They're going to go back to the markets Garber said he wasn't honestly they're they're open to maybe some fans no fans depending on the market whether um they can even have them or not and we that's a long way away so sure and we and we won't know those answers and Mm -hmm. and we talked about it we talked about this briefly last night when we were speaking and and it was well, you look at Chicago, where the likelihood of having fans is minimal, where other part, and then you, I think you came back over the top and said something along of, we have no idea what any of this is going to look like in a few months, which, right back when COVID started, that was, we, I had a whole show of speculation, you're like, dude, we have no idea, just stop and wait. Yeah. And you were right, and you were right then, and you're right now. It, it, we don't know. It's a long it's way spe- off. It's a long way off. Could be way better, could be way worse, could be the same, could be different in different areas. We don't know. What we do know is that the states that have backed off have seen a spike in cases, like Florida. I was going to say, and what we do know from a Chicago Fire perspective is they are not planning on having fans this season. They They are definitely, you can say, based on what they sent to season ticket holders, 
which I am one of them, so I, yes. I have this email and I will confer with that. Concur with that, yes. It wasn't so much that they're sure they won't, but they're definitely preparing for the fact that they won't, which is smart. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, and it's it's basically you can they you can leave your money with them and just roll it towards next year. You can have leave a deposit with them. Or you can have it fully refunded. They gave you three options. All three options yes. were fair and reasonable. I had no issues with any of them. As a fan, I'm no, probably... No, they're totally fair. There, there was not an option to just keep the money. No. I, Which... um, everything will be... It'll be utilized one way or the other, either towards next year or back in your pocket. Um, yeah, and if you, want a, if you want the right to hold your seats for next year, it was only 20 bucks. So... Right, and um, if you if you roll it towards next year, you not only keep your seats, you get a ten percent bonus. Correct, and yeah. you get like oh, and your price of, and your price doesn't change. Right, and you get uh, like a uh, special go on the field and meet Brant Bronico or something like that, some kind of special moment. So that's pretty cool. You know what I will say? Being able to converse with the senior editor of Hot Time in Old Town. I've already got my my special moment uh, right there. So, and on that note, you know, we I, th- I think it's time to move on. So, um, well, Germany. Okay, so Liga's back this week. Premier League next week. And I do want to touch upon this, and we didn't talk about it pre-show, but I do want to bring this up. Is um, so apparently the Premier League came out in the last day or two and said they anticipate lo- losing a billion pounds as a result of. COVID and the pandemic and the right. shutdown of Britain. MLS has in the past already come out and said they anticipate losing a billion dollars. And people turned around and started bagging MLS saying, well, how does MLS lose a billion dollars and the Premier League loses a billion pounds and look how much bigger the Premier League is. And I started, I started doing the math in my head, started looking at this and going, it's very likely both are 100% correct because the first thing goes, well, MLS just said they're losing a billion dollars because of this because they're in a contract negotiation. Probably true. Might be inflated. However, when you start comparing the two, both sets of numbers theoretically don't seem like they'd be that bad. You, you look at the Premier League, they're losing six or seven games of full house. How many get, you know... Um, the TV, they probably had to give money back for TV because it's not when they were playing it. The summer isn't going to be it, so on and so forth. So that checks out. It's MLS's number that usually that they said would not check out. However, start looking at MLS. MLS has six additional teams in the Premier League that will not be making, you know, that don't have revenue coming in. So there's that. MLS probably is losing all but two home games of any sort of attendance. Now, if you're talking about social distancing, New England Revolution have no problem. They can fit every fan in social distance. They have no problem. Now, that said, there's a lot of teams that do fill stadiums, and they're not going to have those gates. So you start taking that away. Then you start talking about money that you're not going to get in TV because you're not playing a full season. MLS lost a lot bigger chunk of their season than the Premier League. The Premier League, I think, is going to get it all in. They just might have six games behind closed doors instead of pretty much all but two games. So I guess I had an issue with it because I started looking at going MLS could be 100 percent right with the amount of money they're losing. Did did they inflate it for contract negotiations in their CBA? Probably. Is it that far off from the truth? 
probably not. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I mean, you rich guys always inflate how much they're losing. It's sure. just a and thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it absolutely is a thing. I mean, except for the president, he always inflated how much he was gaining when he was actually losing. Um, sure. But uh, you know, it's 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 always a thing, especially with sports owners, where um, you you want to make. They it are going like. to. They're going to hide every loss that they have within their business, and on the team. So when it comes to contract negotiations, and for example, uh, I have a friend of mine who used who used to work in baseball, and he said these teams don't make a darn bit of money. When they say that, they're 100 percent right. But somehow the TV station or their t- their media arm is making money hand over fist. Right. But that's not declared revenue. They they move money around. They move money so the loss leader is the one that they can they that serves them best when it comes to contract negotiations and or debt servicing. It's not an uncommon practice. It is what it is. So, all right. What else do we have going on here, Pat? This is not my show. This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. It is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Um, covered MLS. We covered the, the Premier League. Crowd noise. Yeah, that was the last thing we wanted to talk that about. That was the last thing we wanted to talk about is crowd noise. And what? I, I, there's a lot. There's some people that love it, some people that hate it. Where where do you fall on the spectrum? What's your what's your take on it? So when I initially heard that they were going to do it, I thought it was dumb. And when I actually started watching Bundesliga with the sound playing, especially because I can never sit and watch. Like to, for me to be able to sit and and focus on anything in my house with two children and dog and a wife and noise and neighbors and and everything is impossible. So I I tend to have sports on while I'm doing things, unless it's Mm -hmm. something I have to watch for work. Um, When you have it on, it sounds right. It sounds nice. It sounds normal. You hear the German chants in the background. It sounds cool. And I think the Premier League is going to use audio specifically from FIFA so they can tie it to specific moments, shots, you know, missed mm-hmm. shots, made shots, and, and make it sound even more accurate. So it doesn't bother me. However, um, I don't think MLS should do it in Orlando. I actually think MLS should try to do something entirely different. And Garber alluded to this a couple of months ago that they might do this. But um, I think they should mic the like specifically mic the players, not just have that sort of – because I kind of like that you can hear the players yelling at each other because sure. it is – different i want this to be different i i like i don't could you hate i'm i'm not a crowd noise hater i'm not like super passionate about this mm-hmm. but i actually think there's an opportunity here because there are no fans in the stands and this is different to make it different and interesting in that way so i want to hear more of what's going on in the field i want to hear um i would have loved to have heard katai Oh, there's that. But but fortunately, he's not around anymore. So and when you look at the wide world of sports complex, you're not looking at stadiums that have, you know, they're not stadiums. No, you can actually the I think the 2019 All-Star game was in Orlando. And so I think that the like there was the youth development game or whatever MLS Mm -hmm. calls it. Um, They played it there. So you could see what a game there's. It's on YouTube, too. You can go see what a game would look like on TV there. And it's not. It looks like um, it looks like your your boys in Guernsey. It looks like the camera angles are a little lower. 
Sure. Um, there you can see like palm trees and maybe an ambulance over in the corner. Um, but it doesn't. But it doesn't look like a stadium. So I does. So no. in your in your opinion, then crowd noise would be really weird in that. Especially because... weird in that. Yeah, in the Premier League, it, it doesn't matter to me that much. <laughs> no, and the one thing the one thing I will say that they've done well. In the Bundesliga, and I sh- I'm sure the production in England in the Premier League and La Liga, they'll do the same. They keep the camera; they don't pan out to the crowd. They keep it tight on the game, so you don't see as much of the empty stands. They they minimize the empty stands. So therefore, if you're watching the game and it's just like you said, and you're not focused and dialed in, you're probably not even paying attention to the fact that. There's really nobody there. You hear the crowd. Yeah, it's kind of like it's you know it's that little guys, bit of normalcy for the guys in the truck switching the game. There are no crowd shots to, to take. There's no the, the only cutaways are coaches. Like I, I do enjoy the the German benches where they're all sitting six feet apart with their masks on. I think that's kind of funny. And they're um, up in the, and that they're, they're up in the stands and it covers like half exactly. The field. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think I do agree with that. I think it's absolutely awesome. Now, now that we're talking about crowd and how you do this, what is the best solution to show when? Because you do have to show it. Do you go with the Danish league where you have the Zoom channels of people watching? Do you go with the cardboard cutouts like um, Morgan Gladbach did, or do you go like the Korean baseball league did at one of the stadiums did and had? All right, I guess they had blow up dolls. Yeah, I don't think you want sex dolls, but um, but they were dressed. They were actually and- dressed. Or do you go with the Korean baseball league team that did stuffed animals in the cr- behind home plate? The, I thought the the Munchen Gladbach thing was actually funny because it was people that paid for their own cardboard cutout to be, and then like some Dortmund fans paid for theirs and they put them up in the corner. Um, <laughs> I thought that was actually really funny. And, uh, and the money all went to charity, so I thought right, it was it was even right. a valid cause. I, I agree with that. That was kind of um, I thought that was unique and cool. I think in the case of MLS, Garber had said yesterday on his on his call that um, there are going to be some unique ways that they can incorporate fans. I think you'll probably, and this is speculation. I have no, nothing to back this up. I think you'll see stuff like maybe fans volunteer to, to have a camera running on them at all times at home. So they can, you can see them jump up and cheer when their team scores a goal or something like that. So, yeah, you know, I'd win something like that and be spending half the game yelling at my children or having to put my, middle in the timeout or something like that. <laughs> you know that if that would happen in my life. Um I'm a fan oh, of the teddy yeah. bear. I'm a fan of the stuffed animals. I, I feel like I would love to see Soldier Field with stuffed animals filled like behind the goals with stuffed animals. I think that would be hilarious. If the fireplace there, which we don't even know that either. Uh I, I suspect they will. There's been you, some speculation that that uh Maybe since since there's no fans, they would just shift the games over to Bridgeview where their offices are and they're practicing anyway. But uh, I think they will stick with Soldier Field. And and real and you and again we we spoke about this and I at first I'm like why if you're not going to have fans why would you bother with Soldier Field where you have to deal with the field being in junk condition from the Bears when you can play at Bridgeview where you get to control at least the quality of the field. However. If you get to bring in 10% of the fans or 15%, 20% at any point, Soldier Field makes yep. sense. You can bring yep. a lot more fans in at that point than you can pushing it, pushing them back to 
Bridgeview where you can get, you know, 15, let's say, let's face it, 10% of the fans in, in at Soldier Field is a lot more than 10% of the fans in Bridgeview. 10% of the fans in Bridgeview is an open cup game. So, yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been at those games. <laughs> As um, have I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh... <laughs> talking about field bike without needing it. That's that's an open cup game in Bridgeview. Yep. Yep. So. All right. That was kind of like, I think, all we had to cover tonight. I mean, that sounds like the list. It does. I'm sure we could ramble about a lot of things, but yeah, it's late. I don't feel like it. So um, I guess my final thought, I'll, what's your final thought? I'll get to yours. And then I, I do actually have one this week, believe it or not. Uh, I can tell you this. Uh, the fire send me like, um, like videos that they cut of the players uh, kicking the ball and, and uh, you know, training because they just started the small group training a week ago tomorrow um and i've gotten a few of these and i watched the videos and it's almost pornographic to me like because it's something that we haven't had in so long and like something i miss so much like it which it sounds pretty terrible but um it's you know i i miss being at soccer whether it's coaching little kids or being at a fire game or being at a red stars game or you know watching arsenal on a saturday morning with a cup of coffee i miss the whole thing and i'm i'm so happy that it's coming back and it's coming back in a weird capacity everywhere and it's the whole thing's strange and we have to deal with it but i'm just so happy it's back it's i, I didn't like the no soccer time yeah all I learned in the no soccer time is that all my all the teams I've watched liked watching didn't like watching they never lost a game no it doesn't you know specifically in the case of Arsenal it not having them means that I don't have my weekend ruined at 9 a.m on a Saturday <laughs> um but I, I'm not unnecessary like I'm not uh, you know making myself angry for no good reason. Um, but right now I would want to be, I, I want to be angry for no good reason. And I and guess I will probably have the chance to, you got, uh, Wednesday you got when next, they play you got City. A, I was going to say, you got less than a week to worry about that. So, um, and good luck to you guys with Arsenal or with uh, man city. I mean, it's a good ass whipping to come right out of the gate. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Maybe Arteta's got something up his sleeve. Eh, it's still man city. Um, and that said, my final thought for this week is if you need, Need a cause? Um, definitely. And if you if you don't, you should check it out. Minneapolis City is doing a food another food drive on Saturday um, up at up at the club shop in Minneapolis. So those in Minneapolis definitely check it out. Um, uh, you go on their Twitter feed. It's um, MPLS City SC. They're looking for volunteers. Sign up. They're putting together. They're doing another food drive. They take these and they for areas that have been that got decimated in South Minneapolis with everything because South Minneapolis city is a South Minneapolis club. That's where they're all from. Definitely help them out. If you can, um, they'll have financial things. I, I know I picked up another Jersey cause 10 bucks of it went towards, uh, the, one of the local food pantries in that area, help them out. If you can definitely, if, if you're in the area, volunteer, donate, whatever the case may be. And these, these are going on all over the city. I mean, I know there, there are ones in Chicago. I just, but Minneapolis City, because I, li- I spent 10 years in, in Minneapolis, my first dorm was two miles from where the precinct that got burned down was. 
the, and and they're a great group up there. So definitely find find one of those. I know the Red Stars have them. I, I'm sure the Fire do as well. Find one of them and help and help some of those guys those groups out because there's definitely enough of them out there that need help right now. So that was my final thought this week. Um, maybe we'll be back next week and we'll have soccer to talk about. That might be weird. Yeah. And maybe we'll find Chris and wherever he is in this world. So Chris, I know you probably aren't listening. Chris, definitely check in. We, we, we do worry about your safety and we want to make sure that Q hasn't taken you down in any way, shape or form. So on that note, it's the minivan dad soccer pod at minivan dad pod. Pat can be at Pat, uh, at hot time. What is it? Hot time in old town. Hot time. Old town is the Twitter hot time handle. old town or Patrick McCraney. Um, that would that, be me. That would be you. Um, Chris is on TikTok, so find him there. And on that note, I believe you're done. Mm-hmm.